Hallelujah. We started the conversation this month. We talked about the secret, the deeper secrets or the, or the deeper things of God. Hallelujah. And we started looking at inner attributes that separate even believers from one another. Amen. We looked at the fear of God. We looked at the love of God. And then today we are talking about attitude. Attitude. Hallelujah. Attitude. I believe that there are two attitudes that are inherent in the world. And I've tagged them as, number one, a, an earthly down attitude. Earthly down. Earthly down attitude. And number two, a kingdom high attitude. Earthly down attitude. And a kingdom high attitude. I'm praying for every one of us that our attitude will be that of a kingdom high person in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. It's the attitude of the person that has put on the mindset of Christ. The mindset of Christ in his approach to everything about life. And we see this attitude clearly displayed in Numbers chapter 13 and Numbers chapter 14. Numbers chapter 13 and Numbers chapter 14. Because of time, I would not go through each verse by verse, but I want us to be able to discern this attitude in our quiet time as we study these two chapters. Number one attitude is what? Earthly what? Earthly down. And number two is what? Kingdom high. The Bible talks about 12 spies that were sent into the promised land. In Numbers chapter 13, God spoke to Moses and said, Moses, speak 12 people and send them into the promised land. Let them go and survey the land. And the Bible says Moses identified the 12. They were rulers of their tribes. They were leaders of their tribes. And every one of them was identified by name, by tribal identity, and by genealogy. Every one of them. Because the reality of the kingdom assignment is that there is no hiding place. There is no what? Hiding place. If I was chosen that day, they would have said, pick Shegwomotoshaw from Oyo State, the son of Engineer Motoshaw. Every one of you known by certain identities. And the Bible says here that 12 were picked and 12, we are given this assignment. Let's start by looking at the 10. 
out of the 12 that had an earthly down attitude. 10 out of the 12. What is it about them that I saw in Numbers chapter 13? Number one, they magnified the problems above the promise. They magnified the problem above the promise. They went into the same promised land, 12 of them. They saw the same things. They saw people. They saw farmlands. They saw water sources. They saw the nature of the land. They saw the nature of the cities. And they saw the people. But 10 came back with what I call an earthly down attitude. Number one, they magnified the problem far above the promise of God. God said, I am taking you to a land, a land that is flowing with milk and honey. And they confessed, they said, surely that land has milk and honey. I thought that would have been an encouragement to them that this is the place God said. But they chose to magnify the problem over and above the promise. Number two, they brought up an evil report. I don't know whether on that journey they were listening to CNN or whether they were listening to Al Jazeera. But they came up with a report that said that the land eats its inhabitants. And I read that whole journey. I did not see anywhere where there was proof that the land ate its inhabitants. But somehow or the other, they came back with an evil report. Earthly down people are people who see negativism over and above positive things. They see negative things more than they see positive. They said this land that we entered, it consumes its inhabitants. Number three, they looked at the men in the land they said, these men are of great stature. They saw the sons of Anak in that place. The sons of Anak were like giants. So they were intimidated. And they developed an inferiority complex. They were intimidated by the size of the opponents. And they had an inferiority complex. Number four, they diminished themselves. And they had low self-esteem. They diminished themselves. And they had low self-esteem. They said, we are like grasshoppers. We are like grasshoppers. Who told them? 
They said we are like grasshoppers. Number five, the totality of their experience was negative. So they didn't see anything good. Despite all the potentials that the land showed them, they still did not see anything good. The challenge that this speaks to in Christendom is that they are believers, because these 12 were of the tribe of the Jews. They are still believers who have this earthly down attitude. until they see something they do not believe. No matter the potentials that God is showing to them, they, be, they look at the how, what will not make it work over and above what will make it work. Some like Thomas will always tell you, until I see the hand of Jesus, and see the nail, the, the place where the nail entered, I cannot believe that he has risen up from the dead. And yet there are a class of believers, and these are the believers that really fulfill the promise. They are kingdom high. Hallelujah. In terms of their attitude, they are kingdom high. What do I mean by this? The Bible records in, in, in that book of Numbers, it says, but Caleb had a different spirit. A different spirit. When they came back and they were given the report, can you imagine 12 of them came back and 10 of them started talking about negativism. And Caleb and Joshua were there. And Caleb looked at them and said, Ah, is it not the same place we went that we came back from? What are these people saying? Caleb immediately interjected. He said, We are well able. We can take the land. The kingdom high spirits. Number one. They do not see problems. They see the promise. The promise of God. So the promise of God is more real to them than the problems. Remember, even when God was speaking to Moses, he said, I'm taking you to a land, but the Hittites are there, the Jebusites are there, the Perizzites are there. He said, I am taking you to a land that is flowing with milk and honey. So he gave them advance warning that there are people there, but I'm giving you the land. The people with the kingdom high spirit are people who look to the promise more than the problem. Number two, they don't see giants. 
They don't see obstacles as too big. They see giants as too big to miss. They see giants not as obstacles to the entry into the land, but they see giants as too big to do what? To miss. So when they hold their weapon and they are facing a giant, they are not thinking of the stature of the giant. They are thinking, anyhow I throw this javelin, I'm not going to miss. Number three. There are people who do not believe that with age they grow weaker. <laughs> Caleb at age 80. He said, I am as strong as I was when I was 40 years old. He said, give me another territory to take. I am well able to take it again. So despite their years, they are still excited about more assignments. They are still excited about getting things done. The kingdom high attitude, number five, is an attitude that follows God fully. The Bible records concerning Caleb that he followed God fully. He was uncompromising about his faith. He followed God fully. Number six, he saw challenges as stepping stones to greater testimonies. He saw challenges as stepping stones to greater testimonies. And number seven, irrespective of their weaknesses, they remain fearless. They remain fearless. This brings me to a quick story about two beautiful animals. One is called a lion, and every one of us knows about the lion. Am I right? When a lion enters this place, all of us will respect the lion. Yes or no? Abby, we'll respect the lion. Praise God. But there's also another animal that is as bold and as fearless as the lion and is unknown to many. It's called a honey badger. Badger is B-A-D-G-E-R. A honey badger. Honey badger because it looks for honey. The honey badger is no bigger than a small dog. But a honey badger is an animal that when he sees, you can see the animal there. When he sees a lion, he's not intimidated. In fact, there are times when lions pursue them, they pursue the lion back. A honey badger sees a, a python that is so big and so long, and he says, this is a good meal. And you will know that there's no way he can finish eating that python. But he goes after it all the same cannot be intimidated, is not afraid, remains undaunted, 
irrespective of the size of those pursuing him. I know at times when you, when you reflect on God's creation, you begin to wonder that how marvelous is this God. Because he created this badger with such a thick skin that it's even difficult for the teeth of a lion to go through. Snakes might bite it as it is attacking them, but the venom doesn't have an effect. Unless maybe over a long time of bite and bites. So the badger just throws it, and his legs are like this. It just throws into a place majestically. Small animal, fearless. And I reflected on this. I said, I hope we all will recognize that it's not about our size. It is about the God that is backing us. The God that is backing us. If you look at that Numbers chapter 13, verse 8, Numbers chapter 13, verse 8, as we begin to close, I think it's verse 8. I've missed it somewhere. Let me look for it myself. It says, this is the comment of, um, the comment of Caleb in Numbers chapter 13, verse, let me look for that particular verse. Something very exciting. When they began the report, Hallelujah. Numbers 13, verse 30. First, it says, And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. We are well able to overcome it. It's Numbers 14, verse 8. Look at his statement there. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Hallelujah. If the Lord delighteth in us, everyone that has a knowledge high attitude understands this reality that it is God that makes the difference. It's not the size of your enemy. It's not the size of the problem. It is the size of your God. And that reality is what keeps you strong and focused, knowing that the promise is there for you to attain unto, and that there is no obstacle that is too big, no challenge that is insurmountable, no danger that cannot be overcome, because God has said it. I want us to bow our heads to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I want to pray for somebody here for a minute. I, I, you are here and you are in the pit of fear. You are overwhelmed by certain things.
and you are wondering what would happen. If you are that person, wherever you are, please rise up to your feet with all heads bowed. You are in a situation that has made you so fearful. And yet God is saying to you today, I will change your story. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's saying to somebody, I will change your story. Father, I pray, every yoke of fear that is overwhelming, let it be destroyed now. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. I therefore pray, everything that had been making you fearful, it is being turned to a testimony from today. Amen. It is being turned to victory from today. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Whatever the challenge, whatever the situation, God is saying to you today, I delight in you. Amen. I will therefore see you through. Amen. I delight in you. I will therefore see you through. Amen. Your victory is assured. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. God bless you. You can go back to your seats. It is done. Hallelujah. Let's give a minute to somebody else. You are here. You want to give your life to Jesus. The pathway to living a kingdom high life is the pathway of repentance. And yet repentance is not just about forgiveness of sins. Neither is it only about confession of Jesus as Lord. It is about your attitude, your way of thinking after your confession. Put on the mind of Christ. And so you are here today. You have not even started the journey to a kingdom high life. You have not surrendered your life to Jesus. Wherever you are, I'd like to give you an opportunity you want to give your life to Jesus, just lift up your hand to heaven. I'd like to pray with you. The enemy has been holding sway, throwing his tantrums, but God wants to give you boldness beyond measure. God wants to give you victory, even the victory that you do not deserve. He wants to bring it your way. So I want to give an opportunity you are here. You want to give your life to Jesus. Wherever you are, lift up your hand to heaven. The rest of us, let's talk to the Lord and say, Father, give, create in me the right spirit, a kingdom high spirit, like you gave Caleb, that focuses on your promise over the problem. Give me a kingdom high attitude. Lift up your voice to heaven and pray this morning. Strength to be bold. Strength to be fearless. Strength to confront the issues of life and know that I will walk triumphant and know that I would overcome because the Bible says we are more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens us.
Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you, Father, for giving us a kingdom high attitude. We pray, almighty and everlasting king, that we will go from glory to glory and from strength to strength, even in this knowledge. Father, we'll hold on to your promise, even over and above the problems. We'll hold on to your word, even over and above what we see or what confronts us. We, because we believe your word is real and your word is true. And your word will never return to your void. It will accomplish that which you have purposed. Every beginning starts with your word. Let the word that we have heard today mark new beginnings in our lives, in our businesses, in our homes, in the name of Jesus. Thank you because it is done. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Let's be on our feet as we pray for our Father and our Lord. Raise your hand towards him that God will bless him. That God will open the windows of heaven. That God promises will be actualized in his life and family. That every doors that need to be opened. That God will take him to the place of promise. Flowing with milk and honey. In the mighty name of Jesus. That at all times he will exhibit a heaven-bound attitude. In the mighty name of Jesus. That the enemy will submit even before him. That every gate of bar will be brought down in the mighty name of Jesus. Pray for him that God will help Caleb and Joseph.